This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And this is our story. Two and a half years ago, we were leading mediocre lives in Kentucky, working for the weekend and filling our time with things that didn't always matter. I mean, life wasn't bad by any means, but we always had a feeling that things could be better, a feeling there was something more out there and our lives could hold more purpose. So we sold all of our belongings, including a house, a car, and pretty much everything we owned, packed up our trusty Prius, and drove across the country to sunny California. This podcast shares the good, the bad, and everything in between as we continue our journey to expand and grow every day. Come join us each week on Facebook to interact with us live on our page, Travis and Pete, where we share all the tools we have collected along the way to enjoy a life full of gratitude, love, and purpose. Wait, since it's live, does that mean I have to wear pants? Nah, there'll be a desk. Sweet! So come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always... Take Take what what you you like like and leave leave the the rest. Yay. Welcome to Tap Into uh, with Travis and Pete. I'm Pete, and this is Travis. um, And we have a special guest today that I'm excited to introduce you to. Um, Her name is Anne Moriarty, and she has... uh, a gift that she's going to share with us today. Um, I'm, we have a new camera spot, today, so pardon me if I'm not looking at the camera. Um, so, okay, so today's show is about um, the emotional freedom technique, or also known as tapping. And considering that our show name is Tap Into, um, it only makes perfect sense for us to um, talk about tapping because it's in our name. And it's once I just, I discovered it back in, I think December ish of 2018 this past year. And it's been, um, I'm still getting into the habit of using it regularly, but it's getting, um, it's been a very helpful tool for me to use. Um, those of you who have been following, um, the past few shows, past three or four shows, especially the ones I've done solo, I've been talking about, uh, how my body, my emotional response to life is, kind of chaos it keeps me frozen um i'm not sure how to like the, oh the world's too scary people are scary da, 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 da. so this what we're going to talk about today tapping is a technique to use um when life gets chaos um so i'm going to uh let me introduce the what it is that we're going to be talking about and then i'll introduce our guest Anne. So tapping or EFT, which is the emotional freedom technique, um, it combines ancient Chinese acupressure and modern psychology. We tap on the points of meridians in our body while saying certain statements. And it looks kind of funny, but it's very powerful. Um, So from anything from pain relief to financial issues to weight loss to limiting beliefs, um, and even in kids, which Anne specializes in and she will talk more about, um, we can use it to rewire our brains. Um, We tap on these endpoints uh, of of our meridians while we focus on stressful issues. We send a calming signal. The tapping sends a calming signal to the uh, amygdala, which I may be pronouncing that wrong, which is the fight or flight response in the brain. Um, And that desensitizes ourselves to this stressful situation. It turns off that stress signal, the stress response, the fight or flight, and thus basically we're rewiring our brains. Um, So it's always cool to learn how to outsmart your brain um, when you would want to do nothing but just pull up the covers and hide from the world and watch Netflix. It's not quite productive, so we are looking for techniques to uh, fight that off and not fight it but become friends with it and learn how to just 
move it around. So let me introduce our guest, Anne. Hi, guys. Hi. All right. So I gave a I brief wish I introduction. Was in the studio with you in San Diego. I know that would be awesome. So for a future date, we will we may be able to get you in here when you visit San Diego. <laughs> um, until then, though, I'm so glad you're on the show. Okay, so we met back in September, October ish, um, on a group um, personal development kind of a a thing. Words, um, and then you and I started our own uh, accountability group. So we talked to each other once a week, um, and we developed that process of just showing up regularly and continuing to look at ourselves and continuing to dive deeper. Um, and one of the things that I've learned from you in that process is the art of uh, tapping. So, uh, what? So I'm going to leave the floor to you. Uh, what's tapping meant for you, and how'd you get into it, and what is it, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll start with my story. <clears throat> my story is that about 10 years ago, my life went completely sideways. I was suddenly um, divorcing after believing that I had a marriage that could last through anything. And that was very shocking and traumatic for me. And partly because I was caught up in everything that was going on with that, I also then had a very painful ending to my longtime business, which was expecting to end, but not in that way. So I was not able to sleep. I couldn't eat. I mean, I lost, I think I lost like 40 pounds in, no, I'm sorry, 30 pounds in like four months, not healthy. And so I was looking really not very healthy. And I found a new faith community. And there was a woman that I met there who kept talking about tapping. And I started listening to what she was saying. And she said how much it was helping her with a bunch of stressful situations. So I said to her, well, tell me more about it. I got connected with her practitioner. And we just, um, she coached me by phone. I've never met her to this day. And I've also never done a video call with her because she never lived in a place that had good enough video signal. So it was made such an enormous difference to me. It allowed me to move energy because I couldn't sit and go, "Mm, let me calm my body. I was alternating between really grief about the ending of my marriage and also some times of murderous rage. And so that was not... I wasn't feeling very settled at all. Everything in my, the two major things in my life that had been steady for me for the longest time were just, just going sideways. So I decided to really get into the tapping. And what I found is that by moving, literally moving with the tapping, I could then settle my body. I could rest. I could eat properly instead of feeling like I was going to vomit anytime I ate something. And I know this is graphic, but that it was, it was bad. And I've always been a real optimistic, um, upbeat person. And uh, that just disappeared for that period of time. So it really turned my life around. So I, I used um, EFT regularly two to three times a day 
for months until I really got a handle on some things. And then I started learning more about it and realizing, oh, this could help me clear out old patterns and beliefs. Like, hmm, why am I not really good at making a living on my own? I think I always have to be in partnership with somebody, whether business or personal. And or just to think, well, I'm not um good enough in this particular way. And I just started using it as maintenance, really. And it made such a difference for me. I started telling everybody about it. And then a couple of years ago, I thought, oh, wait a minute. I'm moving from the East Coast back to Colorado, where I grew up. And this is what's really calling me to share EFT in a professional way. And because I'm kind of a child whisperer, and I have a lot of experience uh, with children and families. I am um, making sure that I offer this to children and families. My intention is that I am going to assist children in not laying down these negative patterns that I laid down and that you laid down and most of us did. So that's my intention with it. And the things I always like to tell people the things that I really love about tapping and those are, it's portable. (laughs) You know, for most of us, our fingertips are, you know, at the end of our arm. For those who don't have that, there are workarounds for that. There are adaptations, but it's portable. You take where you go and it's also easy to learn. It's some people feel comfortable at the beginning with what we call the scripts or the words that we use. But after learning it and practicing it for a while, most people then are comfortable. So you don't need to have a machine. You don't need to have another person along with you. It is very valuable at the beginning to have someone coach you through it, especially if you're looking to release trauma. You don't want to take that journey by yourself because it can be very frightening. But for the regular everyday kind of things, you learn to just handle those on your own. Um, and if you do have the bigger issues and at the beginning, you work with a professional. Another thing I love about it, which really matters to a lot of people, is that you don't have to tell me the details of what's going on. I don't need to know that you can't certain person in your life or that you're having a certain problem with somebody in your life or a certain issue, what I need to know in order to coach you through it is what are the sensations in your body that are showing up? What are the emotions that are showing up? And then that's what we tap on and, and things can clear out. And so basically you referenced earlier the amygdala and that's this little organ deep in our brain. And that is what it's called the stress center or the, the fight and flight center. And there are also a couple of other F's that go along with that. You can also freeze or try to fool people by lying. And so, um, I was in my amygdala the other night, Pete, when I had that little <laughs> episode with yeah. you about not being completely truthful. Um, So what that does is very important for us. The amygdala sends out these signals to our body and it says, ramp up the cortisol. We need a lot of cortisol right now because we need to dilate our eyes so we can see the dangers around us. We need to get our muscles to either run or to fight unnecessary things like digestion and things like that. What it also does is it shuts off some of our accessibility to our executive function, which is where we 
make reasoned decisions, where we compromise, we cooperate with people. We have less access to all of that because it's all about danger. So the tapping allows us to regulate that in a way that decreases the cortisol and allows us to see, oh, that's not an actual change. That's a thought that's in my head. So that's a little bit of the science about it. And if anybody um, on, you know, in your audience wants to know more, they can certainly check in with me and I'm happy to give them a whole bunch of research. But it is really cool that there is more research coming out now showing brain scans and being able to measure how much cortisol changes when we use tapping when we're in a high uh, survival state of fight or flight cool so those yeah. are the basics i i love it because like you know i've heard reference before of like you know we, we, the the place we come from the hunter gatherer origins of human life like there are things out there that are, we're going to kill us there's things out there that could poison right. us uh, if we eat it and other you know so nowadays the stress isn't really life-threatening like it used to be, but our brain still functions the same way is how I'm understanding mm-hmm. it. So I have been so excited yes. to, um, you know, I'm still, I still work through like feeling silly or feeling like embarrassed because I, I'm working on like not being embarrassed to be seen. That's my, my brain considers that dangerous for whatever reason. Um, but like, so sometimes it can be a little like, do I find a quiet space or like by myself where nobody can see me? And when I'm, I'm doing all the tapping, um, but it's started to restructure how I show up to situations and how, and I'm mm-hmm. responding and rebounding more quickly um, than I ever have. So I'm excited to keep learning more and keep practicing and developing the habits of when something hits that I freeze or that I, uh, the mm-hmm. other Fs that, that you mentioned, that I can um, take control of my own well-being and my own health uh, and productivity and stuff. So um, I'm excited to say that we're also going to do a demonstration and Travis has gracefully offered to, to be the, the demonstration. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I asked and he said, yes, but you're welcome. I mean, we can, I'm going to tap along with you, um, but you're going to be the one if you're comfortable. I have a few questions actually. So would, uh, you know, is is tapping, is it kind of to, a a thought disruptor is that what it's for is it because you're so busy up in your head thinking of all the things and making up the stories of what's wrong and all that so that the tapping is kind of it just kind of disrupts those that that chain of thought is that what that's mostly for or does the vibration it's partly for that okay it's partly for that travis and it's it's a lot about energy movement literally moving the energy because you know, as Pete referenced in the, in the intro that this is based on, you know, centuries old Chinese, uh, energy medicine, which tells us about pathways in our body that are called meridians. And the energy is designed to move freely through those meridians. And when things happen that we don't understand, especially as children, when we're pre-verbal or we have words, but we don't have higher level thinking to make sense of what happens, we turn that always into something that's wrong with us. And then because of the way the brain is designed, it looks for evidence. 
So then something, three things happen that are positive, let's call them. And then one thing happens that supports the evidence about I'm not smart enough, for instance. And then we say, oh, the brain goes, oh, yeah, look, I'm not smart enough. So then it starts storing that evidence. And then that's when those pathways get laid down. And that's why we get into our head. So what happens is when we use the tapping or other energy practices, because I'm a firm believer that we want a big toolbox of practices to help us with all these everyday situations. But what happens when we do the tapping and move the energy is that it allows those meridians then to be move more freely and the energy can then disperse as it was intended to do. And that's the other thing about the cortisol is that these chem- the cortisol and other stress related chemicals are supposed to turn on and turn off. But when in today's society, when we don't have to worry about lions and tigers and bears, what, ha- what keeps it turned on is a chronic health condition or a um, poverty, living in, in poverty or having just having beliefs that uh, are in our head about how things are dangerous um, and other things like that keep that turned on or just stress in our everyday lives, stress, very busy lives, um, injuries, things like that. We'll keep that cortisol level high. It doesn't turn off. And then that's another way that that stuff gets laid down from a hormone perspective. So when you move the energy, then it allows those thoughts to free up and we can think about things in a different way and to say, oh, is that actually true? Wait a minute. Let me look at this. Does that answer it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, you see those, uh, the whole body vibration machines that you can see in some like clinics and whatnot. And they say that it's to help move that cortisol around. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. that I didn't know if that was kind of similar to the same thing, but like you said, it was very, um, you can take it with you anywhere. You know what I mean? Unlike those machines, <laughs> that yeah. you can't lug that's... around everywhere that you can take that with you. So <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, that's, you know, and that has its place absolutely for helping you to, to balance maybe on a regular basis. But then what happens when something happens right in the moment and you realize that you need something. And um, do we have time for a quick example here? Of course. Yeah. Okay. So a friend of mine was visiting me a couple of years ago um, when I was still living in house. um, And she was talking to me as she walked out the door into the carport and she fell down these two steps and she was screaming like crazy. And I was a little surprised at the the intensity of her reaction. I learned out later that she had had an injury similar to that a year or two before, and it had taken forever to heal. So she was screaming. And because I went to her and I started breathing with her and I started just doing, without saying anything to her, I just started doing a little bit of tapping on her. As I said, I'm here with you. I'm going to keep take you safe. I'm going to take care of you. I'm here with you. She told me later that that allowed her to release the trauma Almost instantly, the pain and the injury was still there. I took her to the hospital. That got taken care of. But she said it was amazing the difference because I was able to keep her in the moment and give her uh, messages of safety 
And that's what we're doing for ourselves. Really, this is, we have this power in our hands and in our heads when we can remember. And, and the other night I had a thing with Pete where I didn't remember and he, and I'm a professional with this, but it doesn't matter. I'm human. And so he reminded me about, well, have you tapped on this? Uh, ooh, actually, no, let me go do that. You know, but when you can catch yourself, then to go back to your original question, Travis, then you kind of each time short circuit that monkey mind a right. little sooner and you can get into the, the tapping itself. That's awesome. I love what you said um, that during the example of the physical pain and and you separate it from trauma. So the trauma, I would assume, is, oh, my God, how can I afford these medical bills? Will I lose my house? How can I afford to stay working with my job? Like, oh, my God, as in the body's going, you're going to die. Like, oh, my God, we have to figure out how not to die. Mm -hmm. Um, And so releasing that trauma, then it's just pain. Then it's just like, okay, I'm not dying. I'm okay. There is people who are going to take care of me. Ouch, this hurts. But – so I guess that the releasing the trauma also releases some of the intensity of the pain, perhaps. Or manage is that yes, how the pain I, management works? Yes, because then her entire body wasn't so tensed mm-hmm. up. Her brain wasn't was no longer telling her, "Oh my God, you're going to take two years again to heal." Mm-hmm. She was able to release that belief and to say, okay. And she had a lot of, she knows EFT on her own and she does a lot of, she had done a lot of personal development in that regard anyway. So she already had that strength for herself, Mm -hmm. but just, she couldn't access that in the pain of the moment. And that's one of the reasons I really want to work with children is I really want to help them in the moment with things, children and families. It's really fabulous when a whole family Mm -hmm. is familiar with and comfortable with it because then they can remind each other and kids are great at that. Well, my grandson, you know, or students I used to have would sometimes say, I think you need to breathe (laughs) (laughs) because we have taught them when you feel stressed, you breathe. And I had never, that's the first story. So Travis, what were your other questions? Uh, No, that was pretty much it. You know, it was like, because I I do find myself every once in a while when I remember and I hope to do better. um, I will do better after this uh, podcast, but um, of, you know, automatically sometimes just like i think as uh stress happens it's like our first go-to is to start just tapping on our head just to kind of be like uh, okay this is a headache or just to think like the mm-hmm. thinking pose you know what i mean so and i and i noticed that right. I th- actually i think i did it last night oh yeah i did do it last night as a like a thought disruptor because i had this stupid song going and replaying in my head 900 times so i was like okay i need to get this out of here so <laughs> i just did it in that instance but i would like to use it for a lot of other reasons and happenings mostly anxiety i would say yeah um just to kind of yeah. refocus and remember that hey you know i don't this isn't as bad as i'm making it out to be Right. And this is, you know, unlike acupuncture, we don't need needles. Right. <laughs> we can we can t- just tap with our fingers and access those meridian endpoints to help move the energy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's something too big. The expectation is not that I'm going to tap one time, maybe for minutes, and it's going to be gone forever. Right. Some of these are really deeply embedded. And so we do it layer by layer by layer. Yeah. And we work with what comes up. 
And I like what you said about, you know, it's good to have um, a, a toolbox because I do, I really do feel like actu- acupuncture has a place in people's lives. Sometimes it, um, you know, it may not be good for one person, but it can be good for the other. So it's like if you have enough tools and you don't have the accessibility to um, do acupuncture right away, I think this is a good alternative. So, yeah. And for me, acupuncture was very valuable for uh, releasing certain things more in my physical body right. where and, and I could I could go there, you know, once a week for a while and then spaced it out a little more. But tapping I can do as many times a day as I want and it's free. Right. And it's also allowed me to access more of the um, the stuckness in my emotional system. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right, we ready to do an example? Let's or do go it. through a session. How about that? One. Okay. All right. So there's a few things I, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, just so you're prepped for it. And um, the main thing is I want to go through the points with you and describe them to you. So that way, if you want to close your eyes, or if people are going to listen later just for audio, they'll know what I'm talking about when I say the different points. So we generally start with what's called the karate chop point. It's the fleshy outer edge of your hand, just where you would Picture someone karate chopping something. So you tap there with a couple of fingers, gently and firmly. And when we use the, when we start with the karate chop point, we use what's called the setup statement. So that's where the Western psychology factors in because we are going to be talking. I'm going to give you statements to repeat after me and that will start with the setup statement. Then from there, we generally go to between the eyebrows, just a tiny bit above the eyebrow that where your third eye is. So you tap, and you can use one hand or you can use two hands, whichever you prefer. And then the next point I'm going to call side of the eye. So when I say side of the eye, go to the side of one eye or both and tap gently. Would the that be next like, point would that be is kind of close the to the, like right there on the, would it be the temple or would it be closer to like the, yes. the socket, the edges of the socket? It's sort of, it's... It's actually touching really right the end of the eye socket. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, but also on your temple, because you're usually doing two or three fingers. Oh, okay. Like this. Gotcha. So it's, it's kind of a, an inch long or inch and a half span. Okay. Then you go under the eye, and that is, again, right on the orbital bone. <clears throat> I'll turn my head so people can get different angles of it. There you go. And then you go under the nose. And most of us have a little divot, you know, right between our nose and our lip. And that is one of the meridian points there. So you want to make sure to be tapping in that little divot area. The next point is the chin point. In that depression between your mouth and the bottom of your chin, you tap here. Most people end up pulling their lip up to kind of flatten that out a little bit. The next point is the collarbone. And you can try tapping right on the bone. Again, use one hand or use both. You can do both sides or just one side because the meridians run on both sides. You can either tap right on the bone or you can tap that little fleshy area right under the collarbone. If that's sore, it might be good to keep tapping there. In early... Um, tapping 
in the history of tapping, that was actually referred to as the sore point. So I guess that's pretty typical for a lot of situations. The last point is under your arm. And you can do it one of two ways. You can reach across to the other side, lift your, if for instance, if you're on your right hand side, lift up your right arm and reach your left arm across to tap under the armpit, not right in the armpit, but under the armpit. Or you can do what I call the funky chicken and you can just use the right hand and tap under your right armpit like a chicken, you got a chicken wing going there. Got it. And then there are also finger points. I'm not going to get into those today since we're, uh, we don't have a lengthy time. So we're going to go then to the finishing point, which is top of the head. And you just tap gently. You can do in a little circle or kind of back and forth. So those are the points. So I'll be saying the the point to move to, and then I'll be saying statements, which you will repeat. And one of the important things about tapping is that it's all about truth-telling for what's happening in your body. So, for instance, if I were to say that I feel really frustrated and you don't feel frustrated, change the words. You might change it to, I feel discouraged. I feel angry. Say whatever words work for you that are true in that moment. And then the other thing is that um, what you want to remember is that you are, you're going to report the sensations and the emotions that are coming up. So you want to really be noticing. It's all about noticing what's going on in your body, which is one of the reasons that a lot of people close their eyes. It makes it easier for them to focus inward. But you do what's comfortable for you. So what we're going to do now is choose a topic. And then we're going to start. I'm going to get you kind of physically set up, and we're going to start and do a couple of rounds and see what happens. So there's... So right now, again, when someone's doing, especially like a demo like this, I'm not going to ask you to go to your deepest, biggest, you know, let's not go into trauma here. But is there something that's kind of up for you right now as a, like a, an ongoing annoyance or concern <laughs> or worry? Yeah. So that for- you're, that you're willing to share. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so for me, I travel a whole, whole bunch, um, whether it's for pleasure or mostly work or whatever it may be. And, you know, I brought this up to Pete the other day. I was like, you know, regardless, I have, I don't want to say the worst, but I have some major travel anxiety. Um, and it usually starts okay. a couple days before I travel. Um, so yeah, that's my, okay. and you know, I'm traveling on Saturday for another couple of weeks or more. And so it's like, it's already, I can feel it kind of bubbling up, you know, lack of time, lack of space, lack of okay. blah, 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 you know, uncontrol. I need more control is what I need is what it boils down to. I just need to be able to control, <laughs> control. everybody and everything. I think that's our topic. <laughs> yep. So there you go. Been there, done that. Right. <laughs> Okay, so then what I'm going to ask for you to do, and anybody who's listening, if traveling gives you any anxiety, you're welcome to use that as your as your focus, or you could just use a general stress. So I'm going to use some more specific language for you, Travis, okay. and 
anybody that it doesn't fit for, just change the language so that it fits you. And you can even just say this stress, this stress, this stress, as you move from point to point, that is the very basic EFT. So when you, uh, Travis, I'm going to ask you for a moment, close your eyes and think about travel, feel about travel, the thoughts in your head, feelings in your body, and just really get into that for a moment And let it all come bubbling up. It's a bubbling. (laughs) Okay. So now, if you were to assign a number to that between zero and 10, zero being, man, I'm totally zen, and 10 is like, oh, my God, don't make me go out the door to the airport. What what number would you assign to that intensity right now? Um, Let's go with six. Okay, so it's at a six now. And where are you feeling it in your body? What are the sensations in your body that tell you, I'm feeling anxious about traveling? Uh, tight chest, um, uh, tight back and shoulders, um, very tense in, in all those little areas right there. But it's mostly, I would say, it starts right okay, there so- in the chest tightness and tension in the chest Mm -hmm. and in the back and shoulders. Okay. So here's what we'll do. We'll do some, we'll do a round or two and then we'll check back in. And sometimes things have shifted and sometimes it gets worse because we're looking at it and we're stirring it up. Right. So sometimes it bursts before it gets better. Um, so go ahead make sure your feet are flat on the floor. Should and I stand you're up? comfortable in your chair. Our feet are <laughs> flat on the uh, bar stool uh, bar. <laughs> oh, that works. Okay. That works. As long as you're in contact with, with something that's in contact with the floor. And then what we're going to start with is hand over heart and both hands for those who are just listening and can't see us. Both hands over the heart and take, we're going to take three deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. That helps to begin unhooking the stress response. So in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose. Out through the mouth. Okay, and now we're going to start by saying, I choose to be in the driver's seat of my life. I choose to be in the driver's seat of my life. And Pete, you're welcome to chime in as well. I'm going to mouth along what I need so that you can focus on uh, Travis's needs vocally. Okay, so move to the karate chop point on the side of your hand. Tap there and, and repeat after me or change the statement as needed. Even though I have this really big travel anxiety. Even though I have this big travel anxiety. I choose to accept these feelings. I choose to accept these feelings. And I accept and love myself. And I accept and love myself. Even though I have this big anxiety about traveling. Even though I have this big anxiety about traveling. And it shows up as tension in my body. And it shows up as tension in my body. I choose to accept these feelings. 
I choose to accept these feelings and these sensations and these sensations and I honor and love myself and I honor and love myself even though I feel really anxious about traveling even though I feel really anxious about traveling and I can feel it in my body right now and I can feel it in my body right now I deeply and completely I deeply and completely Love, honor, and accept myself. Love, honor, and accept myself. Now we're going to move to the eyebrow point. This anxiety about traveling. This anxiety about traveling. Side of the eye. I feel so anxious when I think about having to travel again. I feel so anxious when I think about having to travel again. Under the eye, my chest tightens up. My chest tightens up. Under the nose, then it radiates back to my back and shoulders. And then it radiates back to my back and shoulders. Chin point, this feeling of anxiety. This feeling of anxiety. Collarbone point, I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my body. Under the arm. And there's all kinds of thoughts swirling in my head. And there's all kinds of thoughts swirling in my head. And now come to the top of the head. This anxiety about traveling. This anxiety about traveling. And stop here and take a breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. And then, Travis, go ahead and close your eyes. Just do a quick scan of your body. See if anything different has shown up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And it's um, it's what I, I refer to Pete as the bubble. <laughs> I, always, I feel like I always a bubble? have... bubble? Yeah, it's um, it, it, kind of above the... I don't know. Let's see. We'll go from... It's about six inches above the nip. <laughs> um, okay. It's like, and it's on either side. It kind of moves. So it almost feels like a bubble that needs to be broken up almost. I always thought it was a gas bubble growing up. Like it just felt like, because I would see my dad do it all the time. And he's like, oh, that's just a gas bubble. And I was always thinking as a kid, I'm like, how do you get a gas bubble all the way up there? Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's right there. And it just feels like the and I always come really, really pound at it. So it makes sense that it would feel okay. like it's breaking up. <laughs> okay. So it feels like it's a bubble, but it's also resistant to breaking, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes where I've looked over and Pete looks like, you know, he's like wide-eyed going, you're about to break through your chest if you keep doing that. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's start back on that. Let's go back to the eyebrow point and say... This bubble in my upper chest. This bubble in my upper chest. Side of the eye. Sometimes it moves around. Sometimes it moves around. Under the eye. But it's in my upper chest and it does not feel good. But it's in my upper chest and it does not feel good. Under the nose. It feels like I want to pound on my chest and break it up feels like I want to pound on my chest and break it up. 
And then maybe that bubble feeling will go away. And maybe that bubble feeling will go away. Collarbone point. I'd love it if that bubble would just burst and go away. I would love it if that bubble would just burst and go away. Under the arm. I can visualize that bubble bursting and just dispersing in my body. I can visualize that bubble just bursting and dispersing in my body. Top of the head. I can feel that, or is it too hard? I can feel that, or is it too hard? We'll see. (laughs) More technical difficulties. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw you tapping as we were trying to get this figured out. Was that true, or is that delayed? Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, yep, she's doing it. She's got it going on. Um, so when- I'm tapping. I was, that's called, um, oh gosh, what's the term for it? it you tap for someone else. Oh. So I was tapping oh. on behalf of all of us. And also one little aside um, is that several times when I've been doing remote work or virtual work like this, um, the technology then goes a little haywire. And I sometimes wonder... Are we kicking up so much energy? <laughs> I agree. I, you anyway, know, honestly, that's exactly what I was thinking whenever it kind of happened. It was because, like, you know, energy is everything. Everything is energy type deal. And I was like, oh, we disrupted mm-hmm. the universe. Mm-hmm. But that means that for me, it was like we got to really try to get back on here and do this because it's not over yet. So, yeah, picking up where we left off. Exactly. Let's do it. So we left off where you were. You had been talking about the bubble. Uh-huh. In your upper pec. Yep. And that, you know, and then I was um, starting to talk about that with the tapping. So I think it's good at this point to check back in with your body, see if you can return to take a couple of breaths and let go of that technology stuff. Gone. You guys figured it out. And, and just think about, um, you know, not think about, think and feel about the travel anxiety, and in particular, that bubble that comes up that seems related. And and just feel back into that again. Got it. It's back. <laughs> okay. So, okay. <laughs> it's not hard for you to reclaim it, right? Uh-uh, not at all. Okay, so let's go back to the eyebrow, that eyebrow point. Okay. And we're going to say... This travel anxiety is still here. This travel anxiety is still here. Side of the eye. Yep, it's still here. I feel it in that bubble in my upper chest. It's still here. I feel it in the bubble in my upper chest. Under the eye. I feel this travel anxiety in my body. I feel this travel anxiety in my body. Under the nose. And I've got all these thoughts swirling around in my head. And I've got all these thoughts swirling around in my head. Chin point. They want to take over and tell me I'm not safe. They want to take over and tell me I'm not safe. Collarbone point. Is that really true? Is that really true? Under the arm. I'm safe. I'm safe. Top of the head. I'm safe right now. I am safe right now. 
eyebrow point. Something in my brain and my body is telling me I'm not safe. Something in my brain and my body is telling me I'm not safe. Side of the eye. And then that bubble shows up. And then that bubble shows up. Under the eye. And I feel frustrated about that. (laughs) And I feel frustrated about that. Under the nose. I would really like for it to just go away. I would really like for it to just go away. Chin point. I'm going to visualize it. I'm going to visualize it. Just melting away. Just melting away. Collarbone point. Like it's a a circular, it's like it's a spherical ice cube. It's like a spherical ice cube. And it's just melting away. And it's just melting away. Under the arm. I can feel it getting smaller. I can feel it getting smaller. Top of the head. It's losing its power for sure. It's losing its power for sure. And stop here and check in again with your body. Take a breath while you do that. Just see. Has something new come up? Has anything shifted? Yeah. Does it feel smaller? It does feel smaller. Um, And I noticed that a lot uh, when we first started, um, that it was almost, I think when we got to like the collarbone is really whenever it started to disperse, uh, especially because that's where the bubble was feeling like it was at at the moment. Um, so it was like when the lower, we were doing the lower body stuff, um, or, you know, below the neck is whenever it really started. And then it was like doing it over the head was kind of like opening up this hole to release it, you know, like I'm still doing it. Okay. I'm talking. I'm like, <laughs> All right. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you, um, could assign a number of intensity now to the overall feeling of anxiety about travel, what would that number be now? I would say probably three, two or three, um, just because the physical symptoms aren't there. Um, And I think it's when the physical symptoms are there or that, you know, the feeling of anxiety, um, that that's all I really tend to think about, which escalates it. But uh, since they're not there, it's just the thought processes, I think, right now. Okay. So we can do, um, if, if I think we've got time to do a couple more rounds. Uh, we have uh, probably enough to do one more round. Okay. And since right, we so are, um, I think it's, I just want to say, since this is a second broadcast, um, then I just want to say, everyone who's listening, please tune in to the first live as well. And that we go over what the tapping points are. Um, and it'll make way more whole, sense. Yeah. It, the whole process <laughs> of how we got to where we are right this second, uh, check out the first live. And then this one is the continuation. So, yeah. okay, go ahead. Okay, so so it's important in my view to end with a releasing round, and then you can choose later. You might say, okay, now tomorrow I'm a day closer to travel. I feel it coming back. I'm going to do some more tapping on my own. But but it's it's helpful for me and for clients that I've worked with to do a releasing round at the end. So. But again, it make sure that it's true for you. So okay. change the words if what I say doesn't feel true. Okay, so start on the eyebrow point and say, 
I'm willing to release this anxiety. I'm willing to release this anxiety. Side of the eye. I'm willing to release the thoughts. I'm willing to release the thoughts. That are creating this anxiety. That are creating this anxiety. Under the eye. Those thoughts of not being safe. Those thoughts of not being safe. Under the nose. Those thoughts of not being in control. Those thoughts of not being in control. Chin point. I'm willing to release these thoughts. I'm willing to release these thoughts. The thoughts that are creating tension in my body. The thoughts that are creating tension in my body. Collarbone point. I release the thoughts and the tension. I release the thoughts and the tension. Under the arm. I release the thoughts and the tension. I release the thoughts and the... The what? Tension. (laughs) Intention. Tension. (laughs) Yeah, the tension. And top of the head. I see it and feel it all just melting away. I see it and feel it all just melting away. And now stop. Put your hands back on your heart. Take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. And then once again, um, tune in and see if that number has shifted. Yeah, I'd say it's uh, right around two, Um, maybe a little bit lower, actually. Okay. Yeah. So you, by, by just those words and, and tapping through those energy meridian endpoints, um, you have shifted the energy a significant amount because you went from a six down to a two, um, with that travel anxiety. And again, you're human. It's a long held pattern. Perhaps it's going to come back. Yeah. You know, that's, what's going to happen. So now you have a tool I say, oh, there it is again. Okay, let me just do some tapping. And if you're in the airport and you you just step into the men's room in the stall and do it, or you just you can even when you get more familiar with tapping, you can even just hold it in your mind, like athletes who are rehearsing their event before they start. You can just watch yourself go through the points in your mind. There's all different kinds of ways that you can take it with you and and make it. Um, and, and make it helpful wherever oh, see, you are. Oh, see, there's no shame in my game. I don't get embarrassed easily, so I'll do it right in the middle of security if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> they, I'll be in the men's room. They may, people, they may screen me, but... <laughs> and then <laughs> other people will say, oh, man, that guy's brave enough to do it. Now I'm going right. to go ahead and do it. Right. Lead by example is what I'll say. Yeah. And I'm, you know, if you're going to judge me, you know, you're not exactly. my tribe anyway. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought up and the rinse and repeat because it's not a solution to fix us. There's not, there's, you know, all, you know the, when it comes to self-help, personal development, it's not about fixing. It's about managing as we move forward. So sure. um, exactly. this for me, you know, I've been very yeah. paralyzed a lot of my life. Um, and so it's that paralyzation still comes, but now I know that I have some control over how my body reacts to the world around me. Um, and it's less than, Mm -hmm. and it's less today than it was six months ago when I first met you. So, um, thank you very much for sharing this tool with me. Um, and we will, um, share 
Anne's links to get how to get to her. Um, she has a 10% off code as well if you want to figure out how you can work with her one-on-one or your family and your children, which is uh, part of her specialty. So we'll drop those in the links of both lives, actually. Um, and, oh my gosh, any closing thoughts, Anne? Just a reminder that we have more power than we sometimes remember. And in this case, we've got power, you know, right at the end of our arms, right in our fingertips. And it's something that sometimes you can just do a quick round before you go into a situation that you know is going to be stressful, or you'll just start to become, as you do it more and more, you'll start to become more, you'll tune in sooner in the stress process. That's what it's all about is, mm-hmm. is becoming more aware. So you say, Oh, that's what's happening. Not any kind of blaming and shaming, just saying, Oh, my body thinks it's not safe. Here's how I know I have a way to help my body feel that it's safe. Awesome. I love that. Because it really is. It's a chemical thing mm-hmm. for sure. It's a chemical sure. thing of, of not feeling safe it's after your brain gets its, gets those Balls thoughts running it. around. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank yeah. <laughs> you so much, Anne, um, yep. for this. I mean, it really yeah, is a you. priceless, priceless tool that you know that we can add to our toolbox. And I think it's um, very, very important for people mm-hmm. to know these things. Um, hopefully, we can get you into the studio. Um, so oh, you'll be back, yeah, um, for I sure. Would, just like face to face, well, with your permission, with you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we will uh, link everything to you, uh, Anne, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, get this spread around to where people can deal with their anxiety. And I gave um, Pete my my email address so that if anybody has questions or wants Mm -hmm. research information or whatever, I I love to talk about this. Excellent. So people are welcome to reach out to me. We will pin those in the comments. And if you have any questions or comments for Anne as well, drop them in the chat. And she has access to this live and she can come back in and respond to you and, uh, you know, get get some uh, more personal attention involved. So thank you, Anne. We uh, I yeah. love you very much, okay, and I'm glad, so glad you were here, and we will talk soon. Um, and as always, um, okay. we throw up a little heart on mm-hmm. our end. You can throw up a heart on yours. <laughs> from our heart from to yours. From our heart to yours. Go tap into life, tap into your brain, tap into, tap into life. everything. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. <laughs> tap out. We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Travis and Pete and like our page. And drop us a line while you're there and say hi. You can also find us on Instagram at Tap Into Life. Huge, super big shout out to Specialty Produce Network and our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. After all, we are better together. Till next time, get out there and tap, tap into life. life.